1: Coming out, you stick on, stick that big lead, red light bulb on for a fiend.
0: And
2: whose partner? Peter Tap and Joe Stevenson.
0: Okay, talk that. man's going to take the bump for this. He's going to bump for it. I'ma take the bump for you. I'ma take the bump for you. <laughs>
2: Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. No, I am not Rab Forms, I am John, Normally producing this show, but I'm taking over the hosting duties. I'm doing a run-in on Rab, because he's away getting married. Um, Hopefully, hopefully it won't be a traditional wrestling wedding where he finds himself up at the altar. Um, The ceremony happens only for the register to unmask in an Eric Bischoff style, and underneath that mask would be Gredo. Hopefully that will not happen this weekend when he gets married. And Gregor isn't here either, so uh, don't expect the usual 193 mentions of TNA. Instead, I'm joined by my tag partners from The Marks Podcast, if you've not listened to that every Tuesday, thank you very much. It's a wee bit like the Invasion Angle, you know, you think you're going to get some big names, and then it's just a bit of a disappointment. So please welcome uh, Wrestling Daft's answer to Chuck Palumbo and Sean O'Hare. It's Big Alex and Scotland's Premier Wrestling Journalist, Gary Cassidy. How's it going? That said, don't worry, I'll be
3: bringing the TNA references anyway. I'm, uh, I'm happy to bring that the, that counter up
2: a wee bit. You guys love TNA.
4: <laughs> I'm just disappointed you didn't introduce us as barely as Chuck, because then you could have been Rico. No, nah, you're oh, not stylish. <laughs>
2: I'm more probably Hugh Morris. Um, God, that, that ripping off that plaster of the invasion angle again, how bad was that? Jesus. God. Um, so anyway, uh, I have to tell you about... Um, Grado, because he's you know Rab's getting married and originally Grado was going to be at the wedding you know he's, they're good pals on this podcast known each other for many many a year and um, so Rab had put out an invite to Grado, or what he thought was an invite saying you know we'd love for you to to witness our wedding so he was like wow I get to go to Rab for wedding you know and he's going to his girlfriend. Listen, we need to go to this wedding. Greg Kempel's going to be there. Very good friends with Rab. All the big showbiz stars will be there. Listen, you go out and get yourself a dress. I'm away to buy a new suit. So this happens. Grado then looked at the invitation after all this happens and scrolled down to think, you are invited to watch the live stream of Rab Florence's wedding. So, um, Yeah. <laughs> So, he's, went, he's got a new suit out of it, at least. So, and he's, does, it, uh, does his girlfriend still have that new dress? And I, she, I don't Grey know. Do grade <laughs> will have it back at the shop. Grade will have it. Don't you worry about that. So, yeah. So, uh, good luck to Rab getting married on Saturday. Um, they'll be back really, really soon on this podcast. Um, so, but we're keeping the ship going. Um, we've got all the usual stuff uh, that you're used to on the headline show. We've not brought our marquee stuff with us this week. Uh, so, all the usual stuff. Gary is taking charge of the list of wrestling daft this week. Um, we'll get into that and tell you what's happening with that later on. We'll have your buddy and putovers from this week in wrestling. There is a lot to digest this week. <laughs>
3: Ah, when you hell. mentioned uh, when you mentioned that we're not bringing the mark stuff, I heard a collective sigh from every listener that we're
4: not getting turning Japanese on this show.
2: Oh, I know. We <laughs> should
4: have brought the most popular feature in wrestling, Daft, with us. Almost as big as the size when Tamatonga heard what you'd call the segment.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's a good name for a segment. Um, and uh, we've got a retro review. We kicked this off a couple of weeks ago. It kind of died on its arse because of everything that happened, but it's back. And we've got backup on it, or certainly I've got a tag partner that I'm bringing in on this. Uh, my friend, Gary Spence. Hang on a second. You said what? we were your
4: tag team partners. And you just hey, yes. We were
2: your tag team partners for less than five minutes. You know how wrestling works, Alex. Just um,
3: we know so who we- the Seth Rollins of this shield does, <laughs> did not we?
2: <laughs> uh, don't turn your back on me, boy. Um so, my friend, Radio's Gary Spence, you might have heard them if you, if you live in Scotland, you'll hear him on Clyde 1, 4th 1, North Sound, wherever you are in Scotland, he does the Drive Time show, but he's also a massive mark, but he's a mark for a certain genre and era of wrestling, so we'll get into that with Gary when he comes on the show a bit later on, and he's going to pick up a pay-per-view for us all to watch. And big news, big guess, Gary has brought the Good Brothers to wrestling daft. What are we going to hear from those boys? My my very good friends, the good brothers. Your who very um, good friends. <laughs> Lots of names from
3: Gary. Uh, my, my very good friends, only because they've uh, promised that I'm too far away for them to hit me with a magic killer, which I, of course, asked them in the interview. Uh, but yeah, really, really good chat. A lot of uh, Impact stuff for anybody that's missing Grado this week and missing the TNA chat. Don't worry, the good brothers talk all about TNA and Impact, where they are now signed. And yeah, um, the, the most newsworthy bit, the, the bit that I absolutely loved that I was sitting laughing away at was that they said, um, I asked, you know, what was AJ Styles' reaction? Because he is somewhat of a TNA legend. Did you ask for any advice before you signed there? And they essentially said that they were trying to talk AJ Styles into going back to impact. So yeah, good brothers. I keep saying it to the guys so don't leave money on the table. And they showed that in this interview. A really, really fun chat for me.
2: And I'm glad you didn't get your arse Kicked because obviously you were the one that broke the story, which went worldwide, had hundreds and hundreds of thousands of tweets about um, them going to Impact, and you were the person that broke it. So I'm surprised you just as well you were far away from because you would have got your arse kicked surely. Uh, well, one of my um, one of my friends who
3: used to write for sports I still does occasionally but writes for a website called The Sports Store also interviewed them and he directly asked about that to try and land me in it I kind of potted about with it you know I addressed it a wee bit but not quite mentioning it too much and he mentioned it and they actually said they liked the fact that the news oh, got leaked
1: right, You so go. seem
3: to have lucked out a wee bit there it's, uh, it's no really came back to bite me yet but we'll see if I'm ever in the same room as them that's terrible heel
2: work from your friend by the way <laughs> that is, that <laughs> that, is... that, that how to bury somebody like, yeah it's. terrible <laughs> Terrible, terrible heel work. Gary
4: loves a good Twitter rivalry, mate. He's, he's always getting in about the Oh, God,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. get, get involved with Gary. See if you want to say something controversial. Gary will bite. Yeah. <laughs> if, you want to go, if you want to go fishing, right, tweet Gary at Wrestling Daft with something controversial. He will bite like no one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, um, hopefully by now you know that Rob and Gedo are staying on the show and we've got you guys to thank for that. Um, oh, everyone got signed up to the paint patreon after it looked like the show was on the ropes um they'll be back on the 21st of august with the full show so we kind of babysitting it for the next couple of weeks Oh, rab gets married as i say and um, the response has been brilliant from you guys uh death rollins says the news i was hoping for here um rob and gail with our no fucks given take on wrestling but we should get that in our t-shirts wrestling <laughs> daft no fucks given um So now we're fan-owned, and he says, poor Conan. Uh, This was in response to the fact one of our listeners reached out to Conan to try and get him to tweet nice things about the show, which he did. Unfortunately, Rab thinks he's shite. So...
3: (laughs) (laughs) This is a modern-day or a wrestling daft equivalent of Pat McAfee, Adam Cole.
2: Oh yes Definitely Conan Rab Florence Is the <laughs> The we must talk about, day equivalent we Must talk about that And the buddy And put over Later on as well uh, Stuart says The best six and a half minutes Of my life Watching the video Will be announced for staying Since he lost his virginity Six and a half minutes Jeez <laughs> that's good um, So happy You've got to continue All the best fellas And Keen Colley says Yes boys The Bingo Balance Wrestling daft dream Lives on Oh It does Imagine the day When Bingo Balance Comes on to this show So thank you very much. Um, There was a few people that thought it was a work. Come on, we're a wrestling podcast. We wouldn't work you, would we? Anyway, it's all been kicking off on Twitter this week as we put up a fan poster. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Have you seen... Oh, you've obviously heard that Chris Hemsworth is meant to be playing Hogan, yeah?
3: Yeah, yeah. i seen that fan post. I really wish that I used a more bulked up photo of uh, Chris
4: Hemsworth because yeah, he is yeah. bigger
3: than that photo. Well,
4: I guess I he's got angle to get the moustache in and stuff. How big how big of a method actor do you think Chris Hemsworth is? Do you think he's going to go full steroids to get the Hogan look? Oh,
2: I, I thought you I meant, mean, mean, is he going to be a racist in uh,
4: <laughs> <laughs> Well, that too. If you're going to do method <laughs> acting, now's the time to do it. Now's the time to come out as a racist. You will get all the Twitter reviews.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, we put that out there, and we kind of asked the question. We we said, if the you know if there's any what actors would you like to see play wrestlers? So we, we threw that out there. Have you got any get ones off the top of your head, guys, that you think, well, you've seen an actor going, they would be brilliant at playing that wrestler.
3: So the one that I always wanted to see, and this isn't so much a wrestler. We've all heard the rumors of Vince McMahon um, and having, or oh, who was it, Ryan Gosling that was meant to play him. Sorry, yeah. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper was meant to oh, play. Oh,
2: I was it not Ryan Gosling? Ryan
3: Gosling it was. Would be- no, it was Bradley Cooper. Ryan Gosling
2: would be more sense to be Vince than, than Brad Cooper for me. I disagree, I think- but I think Bradley Cooper would be a much better Vince. Oh hmm.
3: no, I've I've got a better one than that. My favorite actor of all time, the man who can play any role, Michael Keaton. I think would have been a no.
1: fan. Man,
4: yeah, that I'm up for guy that. Guy Great I really See, I was going in a slightly different direction. I thought we could get someone like Danny DeVito to play Paul Heyman. And that that A be little great. bit of comedy relief. <laughs> or, or the other one for me would be to get Ron Perlman as Kevin Nash. Oh, yes,
2: yes. Ah, Vince, Vince and, would definitely book a small person playing Paul Heyman. He, Michael, loves, he, uh, he loves a dwarf and a midget does, uh,
3: Vince. So, Or Michael Schickless playing uh, either Eric Young or Stone Cold Steve Austin.
2: They've got a kind of similar look. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good shout. Um, men, talking about Danny DeVito, we'll get into the listener suggestions here. Uh, P. Wills says Danny DeVito is great, though. Oh, come on. Yes. I mean, Grado when he's a bit older. Maybe, maybe, yeah. have, have Rab Florence as Grado. Rab Florence as Grado. That would now, be that, the way to do it. That would be a real head fuck then. That would be <laughs> a, that would melt my mind. Um, Callum Hines says Seth Rogen is Sammy Zane. Yeah, aye. they,
3: they, they
2: look identical. Aye. I can see that. John McFarlane's went for it. This is a good shout. We were talking about Vince there. Joachim Phoenix is Vince. Oh, aye. Aye, that would be good. That is is the best shout, so yeah, definitely. Uh,
4: Can we not put Joaquin Phoenix as Shane?
2: (laughs) Oh yeah, he could do so. so Because he could do like a
4: moody, like kind of of involved Shane. Shane Shane is
3: definitely both Brad Pitt and Ed Norton. That's obviously (laughs) the way it's got to be. (laughs) Yeah,
2: absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely, after the fight. Oh, how about... I was going to say WWE Fight Club, sorry, Raw Underground.
4: (laughs) How about Statham as Cesaro?
2: Oh, yeah. Awesome. Or, That's just
4: Baldman. Or um, man
3: for Baldman. The Rock as The Rock.
2: That would work. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andy says Sir Ben Kingsley and Tara Reid as Perry Saturn and Moppy. <laughs> yes,
4: yes, make an entire look film about it,
2: that. It. That would be fantastic. Uh, on Bradley Cooper, Henry says he'd make a decent Ted DiBiase. Bradley, I can see that. I can see that. Um, Fraser's went down a whole different um, route here. He's went for a River City edition. So he's got Jordan Young as Mr. Anderson. Anderson. Uh, Stephen Purden, Shell Suit Bob, as Ray Mysterio. <laughs> definitely with the mask on. Um, Grado <laughs> as Bubba Ray Dudley.
1: I can see that.
4: Yes, yes, 100%. Frank Gallagher. I'm not sure Lenny, will take that reference though.
2: Yeah. If you're not a River City fan, you have no idea at this point what I'm talking about. Frank Gallagher, uh, who's Lenny Murdoch, is Bobby the Brain Heenan. And Sally Howlett, who plays Scarlett, is the Sensational Sherry. There you go. River City meets wrestling. Who knew it would happen? Um, <laughs> Neil says Matthew McConkey is Matt Riddle.
0: Oh, uh, ah, yeah, I can kind of see Riddle. that. All
2: yeah. right, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's about as good as I get with Matthew McConaughey I think everybody does that um, Jimmer says uh, Jeanette and Ian Cranky is the macho man in Miss Elizabeth <laughs> 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 Daniel McBride a young Kurt Russell is Dolph Ziggler oh, that's a good shout I'd be down oh, that on, this one from Scott Samuel Jackson playing Teddy Long would be wild you're going to one-on-one with the Undertaker, motherfucker.
4: More <laughs> um, rated Teddy Long.
2: Yep. Uh, Mark says Alf Stewart from Home and Away as the Repo Man. Kim Kelly, not that one, uh, says Christopher Christopher Biggins and Alan Titchmarsh as Patterson and Briscoe. <laughs> George Galloway is Goldust, says Graham. And I think <laughs> this, this is the best shout of them all. Uh, Andy says Crazy Mel Gibson should play Roddy Piper.
3: That's a, I, okay, he's already unrealistically played one kind of Scotsman, I guess. Um,
4: for, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I Piper, is he not Canadian?
2: Piper's Canadian, yeah. yeah so you, mm. oh, That's a whole head melt, that. It's a
1: bit
2: um, of a shame, um, isn't it? So, um, what's left over? I've got this came in today from Chris, and I've got to say, this is next week's homework, right? Listen to this. <laughs> Starts off a bit dubious, but we'll go for it. Um, after Marty Giannetti's tweet confessing to murder... <laughs> I was wondering, what is the best stroke funniest rumour you've heard about a wrestler? When I was at school in the early 90s, loads of rumours the Warrior died and was replaced. That's why it looks so different at Mania 8. I remember that rumour. I remember Warrior turn up and you're like, that's a different Warrior, man.
3: There's a similar rumour of that going about just now about Vince McMahon. What? Yeah, like about the pop- Vince McMahon Jr. That apparently, you know, it's the full Paul McCartney thing all over again. Is it? Aye, there's a, a rumour about that. But obviously... Very unsubstantiated. But that was a wormhole I went down one night and was like, wait a minute, this doesn't make much sense. But it's interesting anyway.
2: Right, go and give, give us... In fact, we we'll we need to investigate this. Aye. There's two Vince McMahon's. That's amazing. Um, so yeah, that's your homework for next week. We want to hear about your uh, mad rumours from wrestling. So if you want to get involved in that or just throw us some random wrestling related stuff, get on us on Twitter. At Wrestling Daft on Instagram, at Wrestling Daft Podcast, and just plain old Wrestling Daft on Facebook. Yeah. So every week on Wrestling Daft, we like to separate the good from the bad, the murderers from the non murderers.
4: When have we ever tried to do that before? Is <laughs> this just turned into some kind of wrestling cluedo that I wasn't aware of?
2: Yeah, well, you know, it's in reference to something that's about to come up. Uh, let's go over in the buddy and putovers for you guys for this week. Uh, Gary, come to you first. What is your buddy and putovers from this week?
3: You're gonna hate me. My putover is raw underground.
2: Oh, get f-
3: <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Uh I, I just think it's the kind of thing that I um there's potential there. There was a Mentioned it on the Marks podcast, a lot of stuff I didn't like about it, but there's definitely potential there. Um, my bury is an interesting one. I'm actually going to bury Lance Storm. Ooh,
0: uh, and I, I specific.
3: yeah, and I love Lance Storm as an in-ring talent. You know, looking back 20 years ago, loved the guy. He has caused an absolute shitstorm on Twitter today by saying an intergender wrestling shouldn't be a thing. Um, which I disagree with I agree that you should be able to, you know, opt in or out of it depending on if you like it or not but you know you shouldn't have just shut it down completely so Landstorm, Storm purely for that opinion I like the guy otherwise but Lance Storm and another person who weighed in on it and again this is where I can bring a wee bit of the the Rab Florence to the podcast because I know that Grado would hate me saying this Jim Cornette has also weighed in so I'm burying Jim Cornette by uh, proxy and that is something that I will always do <laughs>
2: Alex, what you got?
4: This week, I want to put over one of my favourites, Mr. Eric Bischoff, or <laughs> oh, coming back yeah. to AEW, <laughs> playing the role of uh, adjudicator between Jericho and Cassidy and not hogging the spotlight from Jericho or Cassidy.
2: And what is your buddy?
4: I would like to bury Eric Bischoff, because like, I've went back the last like <laughs> Ever since the rumour of him coming up, I was like, I'll go back and listen to some 83 Weeks and what you learn from 83 weeks which i forgot about is that he, he takes talks no a lot. he talks a lot and he takes no responsibility for anything that he does did i overuse Rick Flair no that wasn't me that was such and such and <laughs> Yeah, yeah. guarantee contracts no so he needs to stand up take responsibility for one thing and inspire the rest of America to wear bloody masks and and basically, I
2: mean he he brought WCW into the ground didn't he I, I was going to say
4: my controversial
3: opinion there would be Eric Bischoff going did I bury the rest of the roster by uh, pushing
2: NW, uh, NWO too hard or letting oh, them
3: push themselves too hard Yeah, <laughs> ah, I'm, maybe not I'm watching,
2: I'm watching the Monday Night Wars thing on uh, the network at the moment and it, it, I mean it's very obviously because it's made by the WWE it's obviously very biased towards <laughs> the WWE it's ridiculous <laughs> actually but um, you just go, bloody hell. So, yeah, that's um, for me, burying put over. I would say putting over this week, MGF's, um incredible. I, I have not seen last night's uh, AEW, but I believe he was doing a tour of his headquarters, which was equally as good as last week's address to the nation, which is fantastic. I love MGF. We all know my love of MGF, You two certainly know. Um, and I'm going to bury Raw Underground, funnily enough. Um <laughs> So,
4: I really wish I'd put Raw over, Underground over now then it would be two to one. And don't me, worry,
2: Alex. Several of the listeners have, as we move on to your tweet, <laughs> Matthew put over Raw Underground. Looking forward to seeing how it goes. Could be a great opportunity for Lesnar and Lashley to have a bout. That yeah. won't happen. That won't uh, happen. Uh, you never know. Don't no um, yeah. change <laughs> that happening. Don't, don't Matthew. Wind your neck, and that's not going to happen. I feel like Rap now, actually. I'm when and John's I officially
4: say. turned heel.
2: Yeah. Uh, Willie Jakes, good name. Uh, put over pretty much anyone who cut a promo this week. Can't fault anyone for effort. Drew Orton, OC Jericho were both tremendous segments. Yeah, they're doing a big thing. On, I've noticed this week on um, Bleacher Report, they're doing like promo week and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I don't know if that ties in with that. But um, he's saying, Buddy Kevin Dunn. These million camera cuts per second need to go. Gary, you're yeah. all over that, aren't you? Oh,
3: man, 100%. If you have more than one camera cut in a second, I already think it's way too much. And that is, yeah. there was a, that one I always go back to with SmackDown two years ago where they had 64 camera cuts in about 40 seconds. Raw underground, on counten- that's them. one of the things. No, um, I took that for Twitter. <laughs> <Nah, right. laughs> no, no chance I was
2: I would not put a bastard if you sat and counted them. <laughs> um, oh, do you know what? I also, I should have really put over, because we found this out last night, we're, we're talking in our WhatsApp chat, that uh, AEW have bought the right to Right censor.com. To and now if you click on, it used to be, when right to censor were a thing, it used to come up under the thing, right to censor.com, and WWE used to have a holding site for right to censor, but AEW have bought the URL. So every time, if you go to right to censor.com, it goes through to the AEW website. I love that bit of shit shithousery.
3: I love that shit shithousery. Brilliant. That's um, free advertising on WWE Network, if nothing else, because the <laughs> website's still there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Big Mad Andy says, buddy, people who listen to this podcast, but don't sub to Patreon. Here, here, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> um, put over MGF's promo last week. Big mad Andy's and running for listener of the week so far I'll tell you that much um (laughs) (laughs) Warrior 2 Buddy WWE Marks who likes straight to DVD bootleg reimagining of Bloodsport Raw Underground but shat all, all all over WCW's gear WCW gear I don't remember that
3: I don't remember that either, but I was about nine years old when I was watching WCW. So, yeah, that right. yeah. But, <laughs> you know,
2: listen, he's buried uh, there on the ground. So no
4: good. one wants to remember certain things from WCW, let's be honest. The, <laughs> no, the best just good. left in the past.
2: But well done for Barry and Raw Underground. That's one for me. Um, Aldo's Tash, uh, the Jericho Cassidy debate moment was perfect. Cassidy getting his silent Bob style rant from Chasing Amy was brilliant. He's totally going over Jericho next week. I've not seen this yet, Alex. How good was it?
4: Oh, it was excellent. At one point, um, uh, one of the questions is about uh, climate change, and Cassidy just goes off into a rant about climate change. It's just...
2: it's just. What was it like that scene in Old School? I don't know if you've seen Old School with Will Ferrell when he's doing the debate, and he just suddenly kind of goes, blurts out, and he wins the debate. Not like- quite,
4: something similar, but they've been very political with the presentation of it. I love it, it was great.
2: Right, great, I'm looking forward to watching that. Hey, Dan says, buddy, that fucking nonsense Shane McMahon decided to do. Yeah, another one for me. If I want to watch that pitch, I'll watch Fight Club put over the two greatest wrestling podcast hosts, Bab Fornson and Grado Wrestling, for continuing and ensuring I don't jump in the bath with a toaster. John's no bad at all. Thank you very much, Dan. Um, Uh, That guy's not getting lost of the week, no chance. (laughs) (laughs) Gordon, put over how confident uh, Dominic McSteele looks. He does, doesn't he? Aye.
3: Looked absolutely incredible in that, that segment with the kendo stick. And I mentioned, you know, the camera, we mentioned the camera cuts. The camera was one of those things where it was like, how much shaking do you want? Yes. And it was terrible, but Dominic Mysterio was fantastic, and it, it was just.
2: <laughs> oh, if <laughs> Alex! Is, if you're watching the video version now, Alex is now showing us how that
3: works on <laughs> the screen. Hi, Dominic looks proud. I keep uh, telling people to go to his Twitter profile. His pinned tweet is him hitting one of the best drop kicks I've ever seen in my life.
2: Really, it's
3: Randy Orton esque.
2: I, I well, the would other like, thing is he's, I'd like to see him get a few. I think putting him into a, a match against Summer at SummerSlam is a big ask, though. You would oh, li- li- like to have seen him getting a few kind of warm up matches, and I hope they maybe yeah. do that. Maybe they put him in with Murphy. Maybe they put him in with a couple of guys in the run up to SummerSlam. Give him I, I
3: wanted to see him in a tag team match first with Rey Mysterio yeah. against Murphy and Rollins. I thought that would have been better. But at the same time, I think Seth Rollins is able to carry any match anyway, and Dominic does look good. So I'll see. Yeah. I'm not as nervous as I normally would be for, you know, like Tyson Fury's first match. (laughs) I'm not quite that nervous,
4: so wait and see. And Um, maybe Pat McAfee will take
3: away the the heat.
2: (laughs) It won't be live,
4: surely, if it's SummerSlam. Like, they'll do pre-recorded stuff.
2: Oh, yeah, that's actually a good show. They'll they'll probably pre-tape the match,
1: just in case.
2: I've heard rumours that for SummerSlam, they're looking to get an outdoor venue and could be up to 500 people watching it. So whether that means...
4: I I really want them to do the UFC and get the boat. Just get, 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 get a cruise ship, Vince. They aren't being used. You can probably pick one up for 10 a penny, sail out into international waters, and you're away.
3: Yeah, I, so I've just cool. thought of three words that I think would make for the best TV ever what?
1: Raw
2: Underground Island. Oh, God, <laughs> Daddy, shut up. Um, Go Raw Underground
4: <laughs> at Sea. Raw Underground at <laughs> Sea. I want it now.
2: Gordon uh, is putting over a Dominic Steele, but he the buddy bury AEW for booking the shite Funkadact. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, I'm
3: interviewing her on Monday.
2: Oh, right, okay, we'll redact that. We'll redact that. Uh, Jim put over Drew and Orton's promo. We were talking about that in the Marks uh, show. It was really, really good, wasn't it? Uh, loved it and yep. gripped. Plus, my son actually sat still and watched it, so must have meant it was good. Also, the fact he loved uh, him calling him a prick. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that was my favourite bit of the bed. Uh, Drew um, Orton promo when he called him a prick. That was that was that was special. And as we talked about in the March uh, podcast, definitely more Scottish swear words should be used on WWE television. I fully expect him calling Randy Orton a ball bag on the run up to SummerSlam. That better happen. And um, buddy, the fact that there is so much good wrestling on, but I don't have enough time in a week to watch it all anymore. I know, isn't it,
3: man? It's. It's the one time, or I say the one time, it's the five times a week that I wish I lived in America because staying up to four in the morning just isn't feasible
2: at all. you are going to kill yourself, young Gary. (laughs) You watch yourself. I'm like your mum. You just watch (laughs) yourself and how you go, okay? Uh, A ghost trapped in a piece of jewelry says, bury the finish to the sasha Sheena match on Raw. Ref stoppage for two people, not in the match, fighting at ringside. Uh, Yeah, like Bailey
4: and Asuka were having a wee fight and then the ref stopped the match. There was
3: also, um, we, we should have also buried BT Sport, because last night they didn't show NXT for the first 17 minutes. Oh, really? I was sat waiting for NXT to come on, and then I see Ryan Giggs on my telly, uh, which, <laughs> as you can see, I'm wearing a <laughs> Liverpool, so I'm Thanks not a Ryan NXT. Giggs fan.
0: Here um, comes
3: Giggs. This isn't going to go well, and what happened was they showed Meet the Managers, which is a BT Sport thing where they have you know the managers at each of the, the nations in the UK uh, all just talking around the table about how they're dealing with lockdown um, <laughs>
2: Boris Johnson gets up and hits Nicholas with a chair to
3: it took about five minutes before they actually flashed up a, a lower third and the lower third said um, the scheduled programming has changed due to oh, sorry in light of recent events and it's like what recent events could stop BT Sports show and NXT turns out that's their generic thing rather than technical difficulties so it oh, came on 17 minutes late you know, like midway through the uh, or near the end of the We Are uh, Ripley Dakota Kai match,
2: it was so clearly I, a work from BT Sport, it was clearly a work. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, Ghost Trapped in a piece of jewellery wants to put over the OC Jericho debate, yep, had that, so cool. Uh, ben put over Rab finally getting his wedding this weekend, Jerry. Uh, Burry Gradle as he'll pull off a Bischoff mask and pretend to be the registrar, yep. <laughs> That's where I stole that <laughs> gag from. Um, Ian uh, Burry, the first match on EW. What a load of balls. Kenny Omega selling a stomp like he'd been shot, but some of the other shit that gets done doesn't seem to register. Alex, thoughts?
4: Was that from the week before?
2: Uh, I, oh, maybe it's from the week before, actually. I think it's from um, last week. Because yeah, this, this, this
4: week was a bag. I was about to say, this week's <laughs> opening match of Dynamite was class. Like, yeah, 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 it, it must have been for the week.
2: It was great. Oh, however, Alex, Ian goes on to say, AEW is fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's get Alex mad now. Uh, Matt Jackson battering everyone, then running to a corner and being confused that there was no one there when he was looking right at the corner to see that there was no one there. The whole fucking time sums that company up perfectly. <laughs> oh, would you like Speechless. to record? Speechless is what he put over the fact that I want to bury all the shit that these companies do thinking they'll get viewers instead of trying actual sensible logical wrestling if I want shit comedy I'll watch the Big Bang Theory and if I want MMA I'll watch MMA that's why it's only got a niche audience these days
4: I mean, if you want comedy and you want wrestling, you just watch the Big Show show on Netflix, do you know? That's
2: not? Very true. That's
4: absolutely true. Not that I've ever put myself through that. Just just pointing that out before you think I'm trying to put that over you as well.
3: In terms of the Big Show, I decided that um, the Big Show's acting career definitely peaked during Waterboy and nothing will ever beat it. So it doesn't, <laughs> they need to watch yeah. the Big Show show.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Derek uh, wants to buddy FTR using polystyrene cool boxes. <laughs> <laughs> um, put over Santana and Ortiz for being funniest, but Alex, you agree with that. Um,
4: I do love Santana and I don't know. I know you. You, you didn't see it this week, John. They destroyed Trent's Ma's van. <laughs> Did they? Horrific. Trent's they Ma! Van.
2: Oh, Trent's Ma, man. And finally, Jamie Ogden was putting over Pat McAfee. Genuine, massive dickhead heat.
3: <laughs> that, that segment. I last love week. Pat Oh, man. Honestly, I've never been less invested in like a, a storyline until something and then more invested afterwards. Right. The way they executed last night was brilliant. The Triple H pushing them, you know, everything was spot on about it. The pun, the way they, all oh, the production was amazing. I loved it. thought it was absolutely
2: I'm, I'm, I'm definitely getting the term dickhead heat on a t-shirt as well. <laughs> So it's time for our new feature on the show, its Retro Review. We launched this a couple of weeks ago, but it kind of died in its arse with everything that happened to Rab and Gredo. So we're relaunching it. it, is rebranding tonight. Think of this as, let's think of a tag team that kind of rebranded. Give me an example, guys.
3: Oh, the Colones. They were the Los Colognes. Matadores. They were the Shining Stars. Yeah, this is like Ever- the Shining.
2: This is like the Shining Stars of features on the show. Uh, Should so, be proud please, of that reference. Right, I'll go that reference. So basically, what happens is we give you something to go and watch for your homework. You watch it get back to us next week. You tell us what you think. We all watch it together. We all review it together. That's that's how it works. Um, so I'm with you, obviously, you guys. I'm of a certain vintage, as I always like to say in this podcast. And, you know, whether you guys are like Young Bucks or, you know, one of these fancy revival or some shit like that. You know, I'm more of a kind of Legion of Doom kind of guy, an Armin Tully kind of guy, so I need to bring in a tag team partner here, so he's my animal to my hawk. It's Gary Spence. Now, Gary, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, guys. Good to meet you all.
2: I'm I'm already
1: annoyed at your reference to Legion of Doom because everyone knows they are truly the fucking Road Warriors. Well, that's true. That's how old school we're going here.
2: That is exactly how old school we're going. Now, you might have heard Gary's voice. If you, if you live in Scotland, um, Gary's across the nation on various different radio stations, talking shite on drive time, doing travel, all that sort of stuff. But deep down, I know this man is a huge wrestling mark. However, he knows fuck all about the current product. Like, if you ever yep. ask anything about NXT, Gary, do you know what you mean NXT is?
1: I was calling it next for like three years, so and that's not. I'm not even trying to be funny, by the way. I'm really not. You know, <laughs> no, this this will, this will sadly true. become apparent to you.
2: This is true. This is true. So uh, Gary knows nothing about the current product. Do you, do
1: you know what the current world champion is? You must. Uh, know yeah, that. because because I interviewed him the twelve hours after he won it, unless he's lost it again, Drew. Yes. Well done. Well done. Um, so yeah. Obviously, I didn't tell him I don't watch it. I'm like, oh yeah, I've been watching your rise and your climb over the last year. What an inspiration you've been! <laughs> <laughs> Turning up for the big games—I think they call that.
2: Yeah, that's it. He watch WrestleMania, right enough. He will watch WrestleMania once yeah. a year. But um, yeah, so Gary, what is your kind of specialist area of wrestling?
1: Right. So, and you mentioned it's interesting the fact that you're, you know, of a certain vintage. To me, it's not an age thing because I am younger than John, and yeah, yeah. and. I'm still into older stuff. Now, Not by much, to be fair. Well, um, I, I'm younger than John. That's right. the fact. So, <laughs> and, and for a good while, when I got the network, uh, John was, uh, I think John was moving house or something, so he had my login. And it was hilarious because John would be um, going on to check out the latest NXT, as it turns out it's called, and the latest <laughs> Raw. And all he would see is continue watching Starcade 93 because I was just watching <laughs> all this old shit and you know my specialist subject on Mastermind, we did it on my radio show a few weeks ago uh, with the boys, my co-host, a big Dunfermline fan and uh, Mm -hmm. I I think I so his was the pars but I think I was actually starting to keep them out because I I think the point where they sort of went no get the fuck out of here was when I was able to say that Wrestlemania 4 was held on Sunday the 28th of March 1988 at the Trump Plaza. The first of two of course which which happened there and uh, yeah so Wrestlemania's one to 10 after that I think I was just one of these wee guys that I wouldn't watch WCW but all my sort of gimmick guys they'd all gone there and you know that was that was the new WWE to me but I can't remember if it wasn't on TV as much or easily accessible but it just wasn't the real thing to me. I do remember um, again I'm giving my age away here despite never being a WCW guy I remember when I got the wrestling ring and figures from index catalog that wcw always had a better ring because it had a wee platform you could spring them off yeah and with that i'm with that i'm just gonna shut the fuck up because I time like you're <laughs> talking about and of course it was this big bit they called it
0: vinyl and you put the needle on it
2: <laughs> so wrestlemania one to ten right gary i don't think i've ever asked you this who's your favorite wrestler of all time it's hogan isn't
1: it it's, it's absolutely not, Hogan, no. And this was before I knew what a bit of a cock he was in real life, although <laughs> even even non-wrestling fans, I still get a kick out of showing them his uh, that famous contract where, you know, he got like half a million dollars for wiping his arse backstage, you know? I mean, it was yeah. absolutely insane. So Hogan doesn't bother me that much. The fact that his uh, daughter uh, is very similar to his wife creeps me out a bit. Um, I think he's <laughs> he's had some questionable episodes, but and maybe it's why I'm a wrestling fan. I like a happy ending. When I saw him at WrestleMania 30, when he came out and completely bulged up the venue that he was referring to uh, for WrestleMania 3 <laughs> or whatever, I love seeing that. To me, that's what the wrestling was always about, you know? And um, I love it when the old guys come back. So I was also happy when he came back. Was it year before last when yeah. he was out? And then uh, Heyman just being... Uh, this is the thing. I don't watch it all the time now, but I'll check in with it. And, you know, I've got my guys. I think Paul Heyman's obviously just incredible so to answer your question that's like one of my links on the radio john randy savage every day of the week yeah. every day of the week um just when i watched him he was interesting i don't think there's many wrestlers although i suppose we're here to disagree with this sort of thing that are as good a heel as they were a face a better heel actually uh and anecdotally now when you look back in hindsight and you've got these amazing websites like history of WWE where they list off every house show uh, you know the respect for the fact that it sounds like the company really did lean on him when Hogan went off first time I think it was like 88 when when Savage got his first title Um, it's clear that there was a lot of shit to be put on him because you know they'd never done it before after the, the big 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 start of the boom uh, and you know Obviously, if Hogan's not there in the 80s, it's not going to be as big. But it wasn't far off. I think he did a better job than anyone of carrying the company. And, you know, the stories you hear, again, through these websites of what he did gimmick-wise and uh, how much he stuck to it. And Mm. I think everyone thought he was fucking mental, but I think he had respect, you know?
2: No, no, exactly. Exactly, no. Savage is a good shout. So let's teach these young whippersnappers. Something about the old wrestling or the wrestling, um, Gary. Uh, you've picked out a pay-per-view for the boys to check out and for our listeners as a whole to check out. What you picked out, mate?
1: I've actually got two because... And this was oh, bothering me. Be- just pick one, man. <clears throat> but I think the one that I'm going to pick is going to be right. so cliche to everyone for the reasons that I've picked it and it's right. Royal Rumble 92. Right, okay. Before yeah,
0: you- see, I'm I can Rumble. see
1: Gary there. That's... I- <laughs> <clears throat> Even if... Even if you weren't born until 2004, you've watched Royal Rumble 92, you know, and the reason for that was, there was a few reasons for it, but I just had a feeling that would be suggested about six times for the same reason, which was, uh, you know, Flair going over the entire company, Uh, the star power, the last five guys in the ring, you know, had Taker, Savage, Flair, Hogan. I think the only people, and when when you think, if you were to ask someone to list off, back in those days anyway, uh, the top 10 wrestlers, not even through uh, ability necessarily, just through pop culture, their, their their status, their household name status. I think the only ones from the entire company of the, the those glory, the gold mirror the of then, I think it was Bret Hart, he wasn't wrestling, and Warrior, you know, every other, you had everyone from Jimmy Snuka to Greg Valentine all the way up to, you know, Owen Hart was part of the card as well, so... Um, that And again, before it sounds like I'm going to miss it out, Bobby Heenan's commentary. I think to this day, you won't hear anything as funny as that. Fa- he must have been fucking shattered after that. <laughs> you know, he, he, re- he really earned his money. So, so yeah, I'm saying Royal Rumble 92, but I'm not because everyone's seen it. So
2: Right. Okay. Okay. Right. So you're not saying Royal Rumble 92. So what are we going for? Uh, WrestleMania 6. WrestleMania 6. What did you love about WrestleMania 6?
1: I love the fact that even though WrestleMania, so WrestleMania 3 obviously was, you know, I know the attendance is disputed, but still to this day, if you look at that crowd, it's just fucking insane, you know. Um, So that felt like a big event. But then of course, it was a one-off in a way in the first five, because although Madison Square Garden is what it is, the old house shows you used to watch and your Coliseum videos, again, I ask your dad, about uh, Coliseum video, <laughs> I, ask your dad about videos. Madison Square Garden always looked really shit. Uh, they didn't bother with any lighting. You wouldn't know there was a hundred people out there <clears throat> despite how, you know, revered it was by, uh, I guess it's just cause it's the, the home of, of the company. But WrestleMania one and two, you know, weren't, spe- they were special historically, but WrestleMania three, obviously completely different. And again, I thought that might be chosen. Four and five weren't really for me. Uh, WrestleMania four felt like it was, 17 years long. In fact, I remember my mate Jared had it on video and it was so long. It was a double video set you go Yeah, I um, remember
2: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: and, uh, WrestleMania 5 for much the same reason um, I've seen shots of it since where someone's got cause I'm a big fan of the Pritchard show and all the rest of it that that, As you can imagine, I don't go near anything post 2002, but I can't <laughs> get enough. But otherwise It was just a shit venue, you know the Trump yeah, Plaza. It just it looked like it was in a marquee um, Yellow carpet, so it just looked shit. So for me, WrestleMania six, historically important the first one outside uh, America itself. But that to me, and obviously I'm still talking well before the production you get now with pyro, with lighting, with everything. That felt like the first big shit. This is uh, you know, Jesse Ventura used to compare it to the Super Bowl, and all your hype men would but. That felt like a huge event. It looked slick. You know, the aisle looked incredible. The, the stadium, uh, the arena looked, uh, the dome looked incredible. That big screen, you know, so for lots of reasons before even getting to the matches, it just yeah, felt yeah, huge. Absolutely. It felt like it felt like the start of the new production era, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, I mean, because obviously the main event was something that WWE and certainly Vince stayed well queer of. We had, you know, the biggest faces in the industry going up against each other for... You know the unification of the titles intercontinental. Well, it wasn't unification, but intercontinental and the the heavyweight championship. I yeah. mean, is is that what is, is that the one match on the card that is your go to, or was there anything in the undercard that you, that you think?
1: Some of it was interesting. I mean, I did think there was a lot of shit there as well. The fact that they had. um I'm just looking the, down the card.
2: Just, I'm just looking down the card just now. There was some so, shit. So
1: in that- the Hart Foundation went out, and uh, they got a massive pop. But this is Bret Hart, and I know he wasn't anywhere near what he became. Um, But it was still Bret Hart in Canada and it was, what, a 17 second match or something. It was almost like a novelty match, which I thought was a bit of a waste. Not just because he was in Canada, but because you want to see Bret Hart wrestle, you know. I mean, the cards Um, got
2: stacked 15 matches on the card. It's pretty stacked. Yeah, again. You get stacked cards these days at WrestleManias, but that, for those
1: days, was a pretty stacked card. Absolutely. Uh, The first mixed Mixed tag match, I think it was. It was uh, Sherry, sensational Sherry, who I could talk about all night. Just, again, not even as a wrestling fan, just I've watched a couple of shoot interviews with her and, uh, you know, I don't think there's any female. uh, Again, gents of the younger generation, I'm going back pre-1963, but (laughs) I don't think there's any female in the industry who was respected more by the boys uh, for just getting involved and going, you know, hell for leather. So that was on, although that was, again, when you look at Savage the year before, um, you know he's in the main event, and now he's wrestling a on midget um, with Dusty Rhodes. That felt like a bit of a uh, <laughs> you know fall from grace. However, with, <clears throat> without sidetracking, that's another reason I love Savage. I don't think anyone else could have made the King moniker what it was. You know he really did run with everything that was uh, given to him. So Warrior Hogan, obviously huge, uh, like you say, face versus face. I think uh, it might have been Bruce Pritchard or someone else makes the really panicky point that it wasn't actually. Title for title because uh, you know it was all about either maintaining uh, what Hogan had or taking like the Intercontinental title was going either way to a tournament, but it was one of Hogan's. Um, it was I think it was probably one of both. It, it wasn't an embarrassment, you know. Neither of them are known for being good workers, but uh, whether it was uh, you know.
2: I'm I mean, say, I mean, eight. when you look at when you look back at the time, I'm just looking at the time here. It went twenty, went on twenty two minutes for Warrior. Must have been the longest match he's ever been involved in.
1: Yeah, Imagine for- I guess. As well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're, you're right. It's um, again, you're looking for somebody. You're looking for a Bret Hart to carry one of them through a match and or a Savage, and they were, you know, the blind leading the blind. But yeah, it turned in a great match. Maybe it was the event feel of it. You also with the crowd. You know, like you say, it was, it was this. It was almost taboo. They didn't really. This hadn't been done before in such a, a mainstream, uh, such a huge stage. So I just had that massive event feel. Hogan obviously did something that he's, um, I think, I don't know, how many times he's done it in his life, maybe twice. He put him over cleanly. And uh, yeah, I just loved the whole feel of the event. There was, again, there were some embarrassing bits about it. uh, like Jimmy Hart coming out and singing with uh, Honky Tonk Man and Greg Valentine, who was obviously a very serious wrestler and ex-intercontinental champion, looked utterly fucking embarrassed with his life at that point. (laughs) standing with his hair dyed black coming down the aisle in a pink Cadillac with diamond Dallas Page and just like you know lots of nonsense but lots of good matches. Um, Also uh, Rick Rude was in that as well, I was a big fan of him, thought he was quite good because he somehow jolted around looking he he sort of played the old man when he was hobbling about but obviously technically a brilliant wrestler so again another another name-packed star-packed card and it's funny now that I'm talking about it I'm realising a lot of the card was actually shit, so I don't really know why I chose it. <laughs> 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 it
2: for well, event, We've be gone all the way through it, so uh, WrestleMania Six—that is your retro review for this week, as set by Gary Spence. Uh, Gary, thank you very much for coming on the show and setting up
1: right. By the way, watch out for the two things I love about the commentary. I always mention the commentary because they make it. In fact, one of my favourite facts of all time. Is the fact that when Jesse Ventura took WWE to court retrospectively to get royalties money because he argued he was talent yeah. um, I, you guys might have better sources than me I consider myself quite well read up in this sort of thing but um, if I was ever going to get in touch with The Pritchard Show and ask a question which I'd never be that guy I'd never make that final step but the question I would ask is if it is it true which apparently it is that to determine whether or not the commentators are can or should be considered talent and have the same rights with royalties and merchandise um, a, a grand court jury in New York had to watch WrestleMania 3's uh, main event without commentary, then watch it with commentary. And I just think that like Jesse Ventura was yeah. It's a brilliant story, but there's a bit in WrestleMania 6 where Ventura, i would never spotted it before, although I heard he did it. He'd always give a shout out to his wife and her sister back home in Massachusetts or something, <laughs> which was apparently starting to piss them off. But Jesse Ventura clearly did not give a fuck about anything. <laughs> I
2: love JC, I love Jesse's He's my favorite car commentator. <clears throat> Gary, thanks very much. And of course, we can hear you on the wireless where? Uh,
1: four o'clock, depending on your location. Uh, Clyde One, Fourth 1, West FM, TFM, North Sound 1. And on Saturday nights on all those stations, but not Clyde 1, but adding on radio borders and MFR. It's all very simple. It's not at all oh, a nice. No,
2: it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring
3: Chumba.
2: ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply.
0: See website for details. Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, thank you very much for coming on, Gary. Good to meet you guys. WrestleMania 6.
0: You just made the list!
2: So, every week we asked you guys to vote on our list of wrestling daft. This week, as Rab's away getting married, we thought we'd ask our patrons, do you want us to talk about the best wrestling weddings? Oh, of course, you thought. Everyone will vote for that one. Of course. Rab's getting married. That's sweet. It's romantic. No. That didn't happen. We also put that we put that up against Do you want us to talk about the worst themes in wrestling? And with sixty seven percent of the vote, everybody voted to talk about the worst themes in wrestling. So we thought we'd hand the baton over to Gary Cassidy on this one because he's never done the list of wrestling daft. So this is very exciting. Me and Alex don't know what he's going to say here. <laughs> so,
3: Gary, fire away! I'm absolutely raging because I really wanted to just talk about that Chuck and Billy wedding, but I guess it will just need to wait for another time. Am I allowed to have some honourable mentions here? Yeah, go for it. Excellent, because I was struggling to get this, you know, down. One of the honourable mentions, I believe somebody actually mentioned it on Twitter, and it was the Rob Conway, Just Look At Me, Randy Human rip-off. Uh, sounded like you've got a friend in me. Oh, that yeah. was one of the ones. Um, Brie Bella, the Brie mode thing, just because it sounds like Poker Face by Brie Lady Gaga. Brie goodness The severe bad auto-tune. And there was two other ones that were very close, but I just decided to leave them out just because they weren't too relevant to current times. Uh, X Factor.
1: If oh, anyone remembers
3: so them, X Pac, oh. A Train, really bad kind of R and B, kind of smooth boy bandy thing, terrible. And the other one was the Mountie. I hated it, but it kind of fitted the character. What but the Do not
2: take that back. Take that back. The, the second
3: one, one where Hart it's like
0: theme,
2: any Jimmy Hart theme is a winner. <laughs> any Jimmy no.
3: Hart theme. Hated the Mountie, but yeah. So that leads me down to three. I was struggling to get it down, but that leads me down to three. And the third worst wrestling theme tune of all time. <laughs> It's Hornswoggle. Alright. I don't think I need to say any more. If you think of Hornswoggle, I can't remember what it sounds like. It is
2: <coughs> yes. It's literally
3: just a leprechaun theme tune, and they dressed Hornswoggle up in leprechaun gear, and it was terrible, absolutely terrible. So that is definitely at number three, purely for the fact that they used leprechaun music for the guy who is a dwarf.
2: That's
4: the gimmick, though. Come on. Mickey probably uh, didn't enjoy playing.
3: Aye, I I think uh, for the the chat I had on Wrestling Daft a few months ago, I know that he does not look back with hard feelings, but it was not for me. Right, okay then. The The second worst wrestling theme tune of all time, and this comes with a prerequisite that it's because this person had an incredible theme tune and now does not. Shelton Benjamin. so we all remember the Ain't No Stopping Me Now song that it had the you know is whatever the last run uh, back 15 years ago he's now got the most generic wrestler theme, cho- theme tune ever it's just a really bad like it, it, it sounds like somewhere you know somewhere between Cedric Alexander and Apollo Crews' theme tunes. So it's a really really bad theme tune that's the only only like new one that I could bring I was close to putting Tamina in there but I was like no Shelton Benjamin's new one is absolutely terrible and the worst wrestling theme tune of all time is Akira Tozawa. No, I'm kidding on, John. What Don't worry.
0: <laughs> Don't
2: worry. Amazing. I love Tozawa.
3: <laughs> no, the worst of all time. The, this, The second that you said this was going to be what was one of the possible contenders, I was like, one thing came to mind, one song came to mind. Song being a loose word to use here. Isaac Yankum. The dentist drill, there is nothing worse, and and I know that it was the gimmick, but there's nothing worse than that (laughs) dentist drill hitting. Terrible gimmick for a start, I appreciate what they were trying to do with it, because you know everybody hates the dentist, what better heel can you have than the dentist? But that drill hitting was possibly the worst sound effect in all of wrestling, so Isaac Yankum is definitely top of the list.
2: Right, okay. Um, Bring
3: it
4: back for Britt Baker. Bring it back Baker.
2: <laughs> That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Um, Alex, we might have to get you to sing, for PRS reasons, we might have to get you to sing some of these themes. Um, so we'll, we'll go through the list of what the West listeners suggested for oh. the worst. Patron Chris Taylor says the mounty as well. The Ma- I'm the Mountie. Aye. I love
4: that. I always song. just think of in the Navy. In, in the, the Navy. Navy when you do that shit.
2: It was like um, I've not put it on last year, but someone suggested there uh, William Regal's a, a man's man. Oh, I'm a man's man. I that, that one was is terrible. That's cracking. No, I no, love, no. I love. It's like the Dennis Waterman of writing the theme <laughs> song, singing the theme song. I love that sort of stuff. Shawn Michaels being been the best example of it. Do you know what surprised sure, here right? apart from? I think uh,
3: only one of the things I mentioned and only one of the wrestlers, oh sorry, two of the ones I mentioned and only two of the ones that the, the, the um, listeners have sent in are CFO dollar sign songs. They are getting off quite lightly here, aren't they?
2: <laughs> True. Uh, David says cane steam after ditching slow chemical was rotten. I don't remember. I think
3: every Kane I've liked every Kane theme talking. I think
2: he's always just been just put down Isaac Yankum Isaac Yankum is Apart from Isaac Yankum That's non-canon <laughs> That doesn't count <laughs> uh, Worst theme says Ali was when Austin got the disturbed song Yeah I hated that When they put lyrics Over Austin's Aye. Um,
3: uh, By proxy again The Nakamura one Just because of how amazing The first one was yeah, you know, but I, I don't mind the new one, but how amazing the first want one was. fans
2: to sing along, so there were like lots, lots of Japanese. Yeah, lyrics. well, that's funny. to turned heel. I would suspect if it goes face again, it'll go back to the original. Aye. Uh, Big Money says the hideous mashup of the Brizango theme was just the worst, most jarring, awful piece of noise ever made. I hate mashups. Any
3: mashup is bad. Any mashup Aye. is
2: bad. They obviously did it with Kyrie and Oscar as well.
4: Hate it. Hate just it. goddamn lazy, really,
2: isn't it? It just. Yeah. La- I mean, it's not lazy because it's quite hard to probably mash them up. <laughs> but just g- give them. A, you know what? I think yeah. Big is so theme says Patreon Dean. I remember that being minging.
3: Oh, I do remember that. Cause that's also when they had big cast on the Titan Tron and he'd stand in the middle so it just said big ass. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was
2: aye. that was just bad all round. Uh Toast McSavage Diesel's first team, just that truck Horn did my tits in. Uh yeah, yeah yeah. Anything that's like that again, Wally Jake said like the right to censor theme as well with a woo you know the, the, the great
4: like, Dino, that's that's that that summed that group up perfectly. Just a fucking alarm when they came out, so everyone yeah. was already annoyed before they got Aye. to the ring.
3: That yeah. that was genius, and how bad it was, though. I think that was deliberately bad and good because it was bad.
2: Yeah, yeah uh, I'm looking down the list as well. Someone said the the record. Script. Remember, Dolph Ziggler did that whole gimmick. Oh. With the record Aye. scratch, I oh, hated that as well. Aye. It's not really a theme though, is it? Uh, Callum says it's not hilariously, hilariously bad or anything, but also AG Styles' WWE music is really underwhelming. I really like his, I think his is good. I didn't like it at the very first appearance, but I quite liked that Roman
3: Reigns sold that he didn't know who it was. But I think his theme is quite good, I don't mind it.
2: Yeah, for a guy who can consider one of the best ever, it's just very middle of the road and bleh. I kind of get that. I? I
4: think he requested a hip-hop track, though, did he not? Because he'd never had a hip-hop track before, and he's like, I want a hip-hop track. And that yes. was part of his contract. Yes. contract. So he got a hip-hop track.
2: Controversial one here from Tommy. For me, it's John Cena. His entrance Ooh. is so much better with something else. Same oh, no. guy, <laughs> Both the Doctor of
3: Thug- Thugonomics one and the uh, Time Is Now are both. I,
0: I, th- I think... Have you
3: ever as seen
4: the video for Bad, Bad Man? From John Cena's rap album. No, but like oh. oh, it's 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 hilarious, right? So he dresses up as the A team and they go through like BA Barackus on everything and there's just like explosions everywhere and Cena's the old guy with the white hair. <laughs> Great. It's from uh, that it's from that kind of early Cena region when he had an
2: album. It's hilarious. Uh we've got one from uh, John who's got a few sorry, Paul has got a few here. Wright, Bastian Booger, David Foyer, Rob Van Dam's first theme. Can we can
4: we break right, can we can we go back to actors to play um can we get Arnold Schwarzenegger to play
2: Heidenreich in our in our wrestling film? Yes, we can do that. We <laughs> can Excellent. do that. That's a good joke. Um, and and he, Paul also says, if anyone says the Mountie, Quebecers or the Rougeau brothers, they can get in the bin. The Mountie <laughs> will <laughs> always be over <laughs> with me. Which leads me on to and James comments, loads of terrible themes, but the crown jewel of the So Bad It's Good team has to be the fabulous Rougeau brothers with all American boys. <laughs> 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 it's equally the best and worst team ever. From
0: Montreal to that
2: I, do you know what I don't know why but I have been singing in my head for the last month All-American Boys from the Fabulous Rougeau Brothers are, are you guys aware of the Fabulous Rougeau I Show don't even remember no I don't remember that at all right okay you've got to go out everyone I, I say if you've not heard the Fabulous Rougeau Brothers uh, theme song go out and listen to it it is so bad like uh, James says it is brilliant it's been in my head for the last month and it needs to get out because I'm going mad <laughs> Now, let me take a little bit of time out now to tell you about Harry's. Now, if you don't know what Harry's are, it's basically everything you're going to need for a smooth shave. Um, I've just used it there. I got one of their trial sets. Um, I'm one of these guys that lets my my beard grow in, you know, take the clippers over the beard, and then do the neck with a razor. Um, And I have to say, it was a very, very smooth shave. Um, You get this amazing trial pack, which comes with uh, a razor... You get nice um, shave gel in there, it's nice aloe and leaves you smell nice, and you get travel blade cover as well with it. Um, really, really good shave. It's left my neck very, very smooth, and my wife's been very impressed by it. But let me tell you a wee bit about um, Harry's story. Basically, it's two guys that set this up, um, Jeff and Andy, uh, fed up with overpriced razors, you know, all those that you get in the supermarkets. So basically, they thought, we want to fix the shaving here, um, so there was only one way to ensure quality, so they bought their own factory, and by taking less profit, it means Harry's offers great quality products at a fair price. Um, the blades are amazing quality, and they're almost half the price of the leading kind of five blades, you know, your Gillettes and all that sort of stuff. So it's a five blade shave that you get with Harry's, it's really, really good. And if you sign up, you get a trial set, which gets everything that you need. You get a razor with that. A weighted ergonomic handle, and I have to say, it is pretty. I have to say I didn't notice that when I was shaving with it, It's a really good handle on it which gives you precision. Um, they've got the, the engineer blades with five there, it's got a lubricating strip, uh, strip and trimmer blade on there. And you get shave gel and travel blade cover in the trial pack as well. Um, and we've got an exclusive offer for you here at Wrestling Daft. Basically you can get started shaving with Harry's today by claiming a trial set for just three ninety-five. Like I say, everything's in there and it gives you a really, really good shave. So, Get on board with us, uh, support the podcast, and we'll get your trial set sorted for you. Uh, you get everything in there uh, the razor handle, the five blade cartridge, shave gel, and a travel blade. It's only going to cost you 3 95 So, dead easy to get involved for that. Harry's.com forward slash wrestling daft. If you get onto that right now, Harry's.com forward slash wrestling daft, we'll sort you out that kit for 3 95 and we'll give you a decent shave. <laughs> so, big guess on wrestling daft recently we've got tamatonga next week but this week you know gradle isn't here so we need to keep the tna flag up uh so we have got from impact speaking to gary Casti, the good brothers gary how did he manage to get them
3: yeah and then um, in recent years you'd say probably the second biggest signing impact I've ever had apart from gradle so there you go um <laughs> no, Joe Hendrick can go in there as well definitely um, but yeah this was one that I actually had a, a wee chat planned with them about talking shop, Mania then they signed with Impact and I got given them through Impact which was great as well so it was a pretty Impact heavy chat but of course the good brothers I keep saying it they're not people to leave money on the table, so they would open up about everything and make the most of everything. Ask them, you know, who's going to be the biggest star out of the three agents that isn't the Good Brothers and Impact. Ask them what AJ Styles thought of them signing with Impact. And yeah, they just chatted away and were their usual Good Brothers self. Guys that just have a great love of the business uh, as we've seen through Talking Shopper Mania. And yeah, hopefully everybody enjoys it half as much as I enjoyed doing it. So here they are, Carl and Big Big Luke. Hey everyone, and welcome to another very special Impact interview. And you could say this one is twice as exciting as many that we've done in the past, because we've got two guests. So let's get down to it and talk some shop with the best tag team in the world, fact, the best wrestler in the world, Machine Gun Carl Anderson, and the best big guy in the world, that's the Big LG Doc Gallows. It's the Good Brothers. Now I'm giving them that fantastic intro, because we need to address the elephant in the room before we get into the interview. I'm nothing if I'm not transparent, so full disclosure, I wrote an article last month confirming that you guys had signed with Impact, that it was a done deal, and that evidently didn't ruin any surprises, because when Impact broke the news of your signing, the tweet became the best performing tweet in the company's history. Now I was going to ask, how lucky am I to be far enough away from you guys not to be on the receiving end of a magic killer, but a better question would be, Whose idea was it to announce your debut ahead of time, and would you guys have actually preferred it to be kept a secret? I thought Leaking it was a good idea. Why not? I mean, let's, let's, let's get some
0: buzz, let's get some eyes on this thing. And then I think that uh, us and Impact did a good job of using our countdown the countdown thing that we were uh, promoting social media because we were going to announce our own like, paper stock at Shopamania, but also we needed a big announcement as to where we were going. So, on the strike 12 and uh, the clip to be shown about, uh, you know, in the Impact Zone making that comment. and then uh, Impact putting that out on their social media it ends up being the, uh, the best performing tweet in Impact Wrestling industry. So I think that uh, it all worked great. It was a good idea. Yeah, I think in this environment, uh, I thought it was, uh, I thought it made it more fun to announce that we were have to sign. I would say if, if it was in front of a live crowd and and maybe they were waiting for surprises, and then you can get that reaction by that surprise. Maybe 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 you could have held off. But I think in this in this COVID nineteen environment, and they're not being a crowd. I, I I think us announcing that we were coming to Impact actually got a lot more eyes on that pay per view, and um, that's what made it that's what made it so cool. And with the Magic Killer, you're lucky. You're lucky. You're lucky. It, it, it wouldn't really be that you're not that lucky because it's probably the safest move in Russia.
3: Yeah, so um, the one thing that I think is definitely unquestionable is, well, the tweet worked. It done the trick. I mean, I mentioned it there, it's the best performing tweet in Impact history. Everyone's talking about the Good Brothers and Impact, so I don't think there's any question it worked. But my favourite thing, Big LG, um, you led everyone on a wild goose chase, which was amazing. You know, from the the photo in, in Jacksonville with a Bullet Club beer coozy and the Aces and the eights vest, it was. Um, I think you'll forgive me for saying it was a hoot. Um, but yeah, no one can ever accuse you guys of leaving money on the table. How fun was it to toy with the fans a little bit there? Oh, uh, it uh, was. That ain't part of the fun. Yeah, trolling and that's part of the fun, you know.
0: So I was. Uh, I was loving doing that. You know, we were down there to film the the BTE bit with the box. And what, what better way, I happen to the woman, if, if it's virgin,
3: anyway. So, I have anyway. throw it up and get talking. <laughs> Definitely, and, and like I said, you've made an immediate impression, get everyone talking. I keep referring to you guys as being like a needle-shifting talent, someone who brings eyes to the product. I spoke to world champion Eddie Edwards last week, he very much echoed that sentiment. But the one thing that I need to ask, you guys aren't the only new arrivals and Impact. Of course, there's Eric Young, Heath, EC3 and Brian Myers all turning up. Do you know personally if you guys were the first to sign out of that group? And if so, did any of them ask you for advice or was it the other way around? Uh, well, yeah, we, we
0: were, all, were all talking, we're all friends. Um, and we're all of leading up into this. And uh, I think it came off beautifully with, like you said, why, uh, Brian Myers, he uh, it came off great, you know, um, but yeah, we were, we were talking a lot, Carl and I have had success outside of, uh, outside of WWE, so a lot of times people come to us to ask, you know, especially someone like Ethan was in that system for 14 years, they don't necessarily know what it's like outside, so, you know, we, we don't mind helping our brothers along when they need it. but I, I think we were, were a huge part of that.
3: Definitely, and that's the one thing that I think, you know, so many of you turning up, obviously you guys I mentioned being a a huge name, but there's people that have never been outside of WWE. The one thing that I need to ask before we get into, you know, everything that's going on in Impact right now and how fun it is, there's one man that you guys are very good friends with who's somewhat of a legend in Impact and TNA and AJ Styles. Did you guys ask him for any advice before you signed and what was his reaction to you signing?
0: uh he called when he knew that it was actually confirmed but you know he's busy doing his schedule with wwe and we're, we were busier than we've ever been putting together you know all the stuff that we're working on and these wrestling deals so he he called and said that he was happy once it was done i don't think we ever went actually went to aj and then their money on whether we should do it or not because we had so much trust in stuff more which is what we were really looking for But i think we got burned on the last run with that a little bit so we
3: so were looking too bad, and we both struck Scott, so it was all good. Definitely. And we're,
0: we're, we're going we're gonna to talk AJ Styles and coming back to Impact. <laughs> so that's what we're doing every single day, Text, texting it and telling them to come back.
3: Man, I can't tell you how sold I would be to see you three guys back together on Impact. That would be incredible. Um, But yeah, we, we keep mentioning yourselves and the other new arrivals. I'm going to assume that if I ask you... Which new arrivals will have the biggest, pardon the pun, impact and impact? You're going to say yourselves. So let's take you guys out of the equation. Which of the other guys do you think is going to be like, you know, a rejuvenated talent and impact and someone the world has to see? I thought the, uh, uh, yeah, Gallo,
0: uh, Gallo said this earlier that he's, you know, watching the... Uh like what what he can do when he comes back and getting being able to stand out and show what he can truly do is going to be awesome, man. And Brian Myers, you know, people haven't really gotten a chance to see what Brian Myers can even do. And like he's a you know he's a talented brother. And then of course EC3 has had has had you know main event had a main event run in Impact before. And then Eric Young, obviously the world champion. I mean, there's like so many so many things that got picked up in this last. You know, that's anniversary and the TV after. It's, uh, it's an exciting time for Impact. Yeah, I mean, you throw that in there, and then you got the Motor City Machine Guns, one of the greatest tag teams at Impact. Uh, they're going to get a surprise return, too, which I, I, you know, I almost felt the most bad for them because I loved how that was positioned to open the pay per but if we would have had a live audience, it would have gotten all of a pop when that music.
3: Man, 100%. And I love that, that you guys were almost like a decoy for them turning up because, you know, everyone expected you to answer the open challenge. Those guys come out and it's, you know, doubly as exciting because we know they've still you guys later on in the night and then you've got the Motor City Machine Guns at the start. It was absolutely great. So you've kind of bridged into my next question there, which was, you know, on the opposite end of that scale, are there any talents who have been an impact for a while that new fans may not know about but have particularly impressed you guys since you've signed?
0: Yeah, I've brought up Ace Austin a couple of times. He's 23 years old and, like, as talented as he is, as young as he is. I mean, what a, what, what an opportunity he has. And Fulton, this guy's a huge guy. You got Willie Mack, who people might, might have heard, might not have heard of. But, like, the eyes are on Impact right now. And, like, I'm glad that Eddie Edwards was able to, uh, to be seen in the, in the main event when it's winning the championship like that because, like, Right now, with all these new guys coming here, and like, and you know, the good brothers coming to Impact. I mean, there's going to be some eyes on Impact. So, like, right now, these next these next couple months of television are important because you're
3: going to get new eyes watching, and and these and these guys need to deliver. And I think that they did. That's why I'm so excited to be a part of Impact right now. Yeah, and back to you know, sorry, we mentioned you know current Impact right now. Those names have been here a while, you know, Ace Austin you've got on the younger end of the scale, 23 years old you mentioned, guy that's taken the world by storm. There's also people like, you know, Ken Shamrock, Tommy Dreamer, uh, RVD, Rhino, a lot of big names, big big veteran uh, names in the locker room. I've been told by a certain someone recently that you guys are the best in the business at popping the boys backstage, so I'd have to assume that the locker room's taken to you well. How do you feel like you're fitting into the Impact locker room? Uh, it's,
0: been, it's been really fun. Um, a lot of old faces that we've known different times in our career, and a lot of, a lot of young guys that haven't been around us that don't understand how nuts we feel. So, uh, I think that's what uh, brings to the locker room. Uh, and keep losing again. that, too. So, uh, you know, we're big locker room guys. We like to have a fun month, but it's a team effort, and we want to keep gas and get uh, more and more eyes on these tech products.
3: That's what we do. Definitely and yet there's a lot of chat we mentioned earlier about um some aces and eight's merchandise sitting around unused. Um there's been a lot of talk online about a potential reunion. Is that something you guys feel like would be good for you to be involved in? And if so, who would you want to be
0: involved with? Oh man, I, I you know, I couldn't be exactly the <laughs> whether it's called the game, the Bullet the club, any of the names that we've had, as far as groups go, we need each other. Um, I would also like to bring in, Russell Romero, and Tom Petron, guys. See. And then maybe, I don't know, if we can straighten out his attitude on any thoughts, and then I'll take that VanSoulton, too, he's a big ass kicking dude. I can chill and drink more beer, and he can handle the ass kicking for me. <laughs>
3: Most definitely. I've got a, um, an interview with Tamatonga tomorrow, so I'll need to ask him if that's something he's interested in as well. Uh, but yeah, we've mentioned, you know, a, a load of names that Impact have picked up. So I need to chuck in the little cheeky one. Is there anyone out there that you'd like to join the company who's not yet signed? Oh yeah. I mean, I want
0: I want Big Papa Pump, Scott Diner to be one of our managers. I want Kevin Nash. <laughs> Paul Hogan recently called him a great stack team to ever do it. I want him to be one of our managers. Uh, I'd like to recruit Ben Baller and AJ Styles to I mean, the list goes on and on. Man. Oh, yeah, I want I want all of the NJPAN boys to come over. I want Impact to work with NJPAN wrestling. I want us to take Impact Wrestling as high and as big as it possibly can get it. Man. And we have a lot of friends in the business, man, and we're very... uh Charming and persuasive brothers And we're going to work our ass off To get people to come to Impact Wrestling No matter what Constantly
3: recruiting <laughs> Yeah we're already working <laughs> well, I, I was going to say If uh, if anyone can persuade <laughs> If anyone can persuade people to come to Impact It is 100% going to be you guys Because who wouldn't want to work with you um, But that you've, you've kind of already Upcut my next question Which I love when that happens Because I'm gonna ask it anyway, just to clarify. One of the things that i um, had that been told, and you've kinda of teased it there, I guess, is that the rumor was that while you guys are contracted to Impact, you were also gonna be able to work in New Japan when travel restrictions are lifted. Is that true? And would you like to see a future relationship between the two? That
0: is 100% true, and we would 100% like the mutual relationship between the two, and that's not that would benefit everybody. And we can't think of the world open because return to you. Yeah, and, you know, Impact has different. It, it, Impact has grown, and, like, they have different, a different management right now, a smart management, and a management that's into, into, into growing the product. And, you know, New, New Japan Pro Wrestling and, and, and Impact together, and however they work. Maybe we start out, you know, working, just us working with them, or however we do it. It'd be, it would be awesome to see Tanahashi come down to that ring and
3: that'll made a bit of match against Eddie Edwards. I think someday, somehow, something like that will happen. Man, most definitely that would be incredible. I've got two final quick questions for you guys. The first one, you know, we mentioned a load of names, but Impact opens up a lot of possibility for you guys in terms of people you might not have worked with before or not for a while at least. Who do you guys want to work with the most? Who is the one uh, or the one team or whoever that you want to get in the ring with on Impact?
0: Ah, uh, well. I, yeah, uh yeah. Well I I want to get in there with Eddie Edwards at some point because I wanna challenge for the World Heavyweight Championship and I think carlos would say the same for that. Um and I, I wanna get in there with the North the North as a tag team because, you know, they they've had an awesome they had an awesome title reign with with impact, but I don't think a, a lot of people have gotten eyes on them yet. They're great, they're a great team, they're both individually good professional wrestlers and if people can start getting eyes on those guys. I think in wrestling the, the Motor City Machine Guns, wrestling us you know, and bringing more eyes to them is gonna make them even higher and bigger. Um, and to get in there with the Motor City Machine Guns, man, like, I mean, that's a, that's a dream match at some point. And there's just so much talent there that we're looking forward to get in the ring with. I couldn't have said that better.
3: <laughs> Excellent. The one final question that I need to ask So back when I stuck out that article, I seen, uh, Carl, you retweeted someone um, who had sourced my article and they'd added a little comment to it saying that you guys didn't seem like you were divas about money. Uh, (laughs) Which I thought was uh, great for anybody that's listened to Talking Shop. But the one thing that I need to ask, you know, all this hype has come up about you guys, about Impact recently. Obviously, we mentioned that the best performing tweet in Impact history, Slam of Elstery became one of the greatest Impact wrestling events in, you know, recent times. I think you guys have a lot to, you know, a lot to claim for your own success there as being part of that. Are you being paid enough?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah right. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, uh... You know, it's, that's, that's, that's part of it, man. You know, we, we love to do what we do, and we'll probably do this until the day we die. But, we, you know, we also have families, and we also are businessmen, so we're not going to play around with bullshit. And, in fact, it didn't come with any kind of bullshit. They they came strong with um, an offer on all kinds of, on every single front, and it was something that we literally could not, um, we couldn't turn it down, we couldn't refuse it, and it was something that there was no way we were going to walk away from. And,
3: Impact your care of us in every way in that sense. I think that's one that's going to nicely um, stop some people from talking a lot of rubbish online. So I really like that answer. But yeah, thank you guys so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. And I can't wait to see you guys in Impact. It's going to be absolutely amazing. appreciate
0: you, brother. Thanks for having, thanks for having us on brother. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. You too. Nice, man. Thanks, Eric.
2: So that's it for this week's Wrestling Daff's Headline Show. Thank you very much for listening. Sorry, Rab and Grado aren't here and you've been lumped with us to us see. But um, we'll be back on Tuesday with the Mark Show. And we'll be back here covering again next week. Listener of the week time, boys. Any nominations from you guys? The
3: guy that put over Underground. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not
4: that's...
2: But I think there's
4: going to be some post-bias here. So I don't even think there's any point in trying
2: yeah so Big Mad Andy who says bury people who listen but don't sub to Patreon and he also put over MGS promos so completely agreed with me so Big Mad Andy you are listener of the week thank you very much I'll get the title in the post here uh, oh, so it's, it's <laughs> rescinded if he, he has not actually a Patreon himself yes that will be <laughs> so I think Big Mad Andy is one of our patrons <laughs> so um, that's it for this week's show please rate, review and subscribe on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts remember like I say we go twice a week now Tuesday it's us, Friday it's normally Rab and Rado, but you're kind of stuck with us for the next week. While. Uh, next week we've got Tama Tonga on this show, which will be cool. Uh, talking about Japanese wrestling, which Alex will be very excited about. And Rab. And Rab will be excited about it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll be back on the marks with the... I've got to, you know, big up turning ton in Japanese because it is our most popular feature on wrestling, Daft. Um, so that'll be back on Tuesday. So enjoy that. Um, remember, if you aren't a Patreon, get involved, sign up, give us some money, uh, keep the podcast going. Thanks to everyone that's done that already. Patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Uh, you'll, check out the video, you'll be able to check out the video version you'll be able to see Gary wearing his Liverpool stop. I'm um, wearing my Chips, Cheese and donor meat uh, top representing and Alex, you'll be able to see his cat stuff in the background, so get on there lots of exciting stuff uh, so get on there, patreon.com forward slash daft and why not buy yourself a t-shirt as well, shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash daft. Where can we get you on the Twitter, Gary, so we can wind you up and try and get you fish and get you to bite?
3: Yeah, while we are checking out Wrestling Daft take away the last four letters Wrestling Yari
2: Right there you go and Alex we don't bother selling your Twitter do you because you don't even post on it so Post you, the baboon There you go <laughs> there you, Right cool uh, Thanks for thanks for that boys thanks for helping us out on Wrestling Daft this week we will be back on the show to say should we, do the, we should invent a new catchphrase really because you know Rab and Grey will do up the road and it's yourself we should invent some sort of Wrestling uh, Daft catchphrase for us as well In fact, if you've got a catchphrase for us, please get into us on our Twitter, at Daff. Until then, we'll just you. see you next week. Audio Frontier.
0: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need.